like I've been on the phone to clients like kicking off saying like you are not quitting this program I do not care and I'll say say as much as I can do without offending them really badly because I care that much and that's kind of what you need to take them out of the the hole because they've never had that the shock they're like who is this guy like why does he care so much (laughs) like don't quit Ready to rock. Ready to rock, baby. I love how you're looking more and more like a WWE wrestler every day. <laughs> <laughs> when are you going to get in the ring? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, there was literally a... a, a um, they messaged me on Instagram asking me to come down for... No, 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 but it was on the Friday before I came here on the day I was leaving for the flight. I was like, oh, fuck it. It is what it is. Maybe next year. Where's that? In the UK? Yeah. No way. Yeah. I would have been good on that. Yeah, I know. It's like right up your street. You train like proper savage. You're like one of the most savage people I've seen when it comes to training. And for anyone who's, they've, whoever watches my vlogs, they've probably seen at least a couple of videos where we've been training together. We've got mm. at least a couple of filthy leg sessions in Ibiza. And then we did another one. Uh, it was the end of last... No, it was last year as well. Mm. That was a good one. That was your second workout of the day, which was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> you had one on me there because I was so <laughs> tired, bro. I was like, why am I doing it? <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I was still more killed off than you were. And then... Yeah. Um, yeah, you got involved with the mastermind the other weekend, which was class. Did you enjoy that? Loved it, bro. It was a pleasure, mate. Yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> they they needed that. Nah, no. Like there's nothing better than seeing guys like that just suffer. Mm. <laughs> there's there's most people when it comes to training and pushing themselves, mm. they haven't actually experienced what it's like to truly push themselves. And I always wonder, especially if you're doing if you're an online coach and you can't actually be with that person like there physically how do you get them to push themselves Mm. most of the time they won't do it unless they're lucky enough to train with someone like you yeah until you see it Mm. and to see the level of like how hard you're training it's hard isn't it Mm. but like when i was there pushing them They've never experienced that. Yeah. No were near. No. Like, I was getting angry because they were holding themselves back. I was like, you've got more. You've got more. You've mm. got more. They're like, nah, 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 nah. It's <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> most, most of the time, it's, it's, that's the, the mental side of things because their body can keep going. Mm. But their, their brain has just said, nah, like this is, this is too uncomfortable now. We need to stop. Mm. So they almost need to train themselves to be comfortable with that level of discomfort some of the best sessions i've had and the hardest ones i've had have been training with some fucking slightly deranged people <laughs> or just people who train hardcore like the yeah. session i had with dorian yates yeah i've had a few with him in the leg session i just remember almost like it was two exercises in and i was i was i was fried because mm. I'd, I'd pushed myself that hard and i realized like fuck we've got another 30 minutes to go in this workout yeah You've got to take it there, haven't you? Mm. People don't know how to take it there. Yeah. Have you have you always trained like that? Oh, pretty much all my life, really. Mm. But I overtrain. I could be so much better athlete, way through, uh, further ahead. 
but I overtrain. It's a beat down, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's a complete annihilation. When did when did you get into it? Um when I was fourteen, bro. Yeah, I started training. Mm. But it was more so to just put myself through something that I knew was gonna benefit me. Mm-hmm. Long term, the results. Were you consistent with it? Yeah. It's the consistency, isn't it? Yeah. Um I think that's why people fail. Mm. They train for, I don't know, a couple of months and then they fall off. And then they wonder why they get nowhere. Yeah. But if you look at you, like you are super consistent. Yeah. That's what I love about you. You don't like go big, small. It's you're just, just very you're just consistent. <laughs> yeah. Like that's why I like it. And that's yeah. why like if people look at you, they think, oh, is he on gear or is he not? It's yeah. like, you know what? I really don't think you are because you're so consistent yeah. where you don't like blow up and go massive for a couple of months and then you shrivel up. Mm. Um, and as well with your diet. Diet, it's, it's definitely got better. I think since I moved to Dubai, it improved massively mm. because I eat better when I'm in a warmer climate because there's just that, there's that extra motivation to, well, I'd say there's, 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 it's easier to be disciplined because you know that every day you're pretty much going to be topless. Mm. I always found it much harder when I was in the UK, when I was living in London, particularly over the winter, because it was so cold. and I was always wearing like two or three layers. Like, I, I would never see myself topless. Mm. So I just thought, well, what's, like, what is the real need for me to be sub 10% body fat right now? But whenever I started to accumulate too much fat, I'd always look in the mirror and I'd just be disappointed in myself. Yeah. Because I know that's, that's, that's me being lazy. Mm. And I just, you know, when you get your, when, once you get yourself into sick shape, like you get yourself lean, then you, you know, you're capable of doing it. And you almost, you will always compare yourself to how you looked when you were at your best. So you always keep wanting to strive to get back to that. No, oh, 100%. Mm. That's the difficult part. Mm. When you get someone through a transformation, they got to the end and they're never going to probably look like that for a while until they go again and cut mm. and get shredded. So mentally, it can really affect them. Yeah. And they're trying to chase that, but then it's too much. They're tired, they're drained, they can't sustain that low level of body fat. Um, and then they're always comparing themselves to the best yeah. that they were. Yeah. So, How long have you been... You you have a pretty successful coaching company, Physique Academy. It's okay. <laughs> How many coaches do you have now? Um, we have 22. 22 coaches. That's pretty good. So it's, grow, it's grown pretty quick over the past year or so. Um, Did it, it started off as you being a coach. It was just yeah. you doing the one-to-one online coaching. And then at what point were you like, do you know what? I need to scale this. I was coaching for... Eight years mm. since I was 17 before um, it really kind of took off online. I started the online six years ago. Mm-hmm. So I was doing one-to-one in the flesh on the gym floor day after day after day after day. Mm-hmm. Um, and where, I really where, just, where was that at? That was just back in my hometown. Mm-hmm. Bolton. Oh. Yes, boy. Bolton. 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 <laughs> I don't, think, I don't think I've ever been to Bolton. Can't say I'm... <laughs> you don't want to, brother. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what gym are you training out of? Um, 
I started off in a commercial gym, David Lloyd. Mm. And then um, I just, I could see the cap yeah. that I was capped at in terms of like pay. And then I just went freelance. So it was hard. But when, when you were at David Lloyd, how did it work? Did they take like 40% of your wage or were you just on a set wage? Because I, I had actually never been in a position when I was a personal trainer, when I was working for another gym, I just went straight into freelancing, which was, I mean, you had a lot more freedom, but fuck me, it was, it was hard getting clients to begin with. Like did David Lloyd actually, did they provide you with clients? Um, not really, no. no. I think that's the difficult part, isn't it? Because you know how to lift, you know your nutrition, but it's your business at the end of the day. Mm. So you're kind of thrown into the deep end. They do help you out in comparison to maybe other companies. But I was so shy, bro. Yeah. Oh, I struggled, man. Couldn't get clients. Just yeah. if if you as a personal trainer, if you don't have people skills, mm. that's really going to hold you back. And I think that's one of the most important skills which you need to develop. Which is not only going to help you with being a personal trainer, but anything else you do in life. If you can't if you can't communicate with people properly, then it's you're going to be very restricted with where you can go in life. But yeah. How did you overcome it? That's when I started to do the, the deep work on myself. I mm. realized that if I'm going to actually make something of myself here, I've got to kind of have better people skills mm. and communication skills. So reading, learning, podcasts, um, and just putting yourself out there. I was very introvert, mm. very introvert. Um, and you've got to push yourself to develop those people skills but day by day, the more you communicate, you get better. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm a very good communicator now. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Like, I, I love communicating with people, getting to know people in general. Um, and as a personal trainer, like, you have to develop those skills mm-hmm. with psychology as well. If you want to be good, really, you have to study yourself, study the mind, <laughs> study what makes people tick, what motivates people. Um, so I think that's, that's why one of the reasons I'm good at what I do, it's understanding myself a little bit more than I did in the past. Yeah. <laughs> I think for for any personal trainer or for anyone who's, I think a lot of people skip the personal training in person bit and then they just go straight to the online coaching and then all of a sudden they, they're, they're, they're trying to offer these coaching skills, which you know, they they might know how to get themselves in shape, but they don't they don't understand how to get other people into shape. Yeah. They're not coaches, bro. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. Like it takes years to develop those skills. Mm-hmm. Um it's for 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 me, like I struggled and I, I wanted to quit. I actually quit twice and I went traveling for like six months and I came back and I was like if I don't do this, what else am I going to do? I'm just going to be a bum. Um, because it is hard. Mm-hmm. People turn up late. They don't turn up at all. They let you down. It's a business. And I think back then when I started out, um, personal training wasn't as popular. And it was a little bit more difficult because social media wasn't like, it was a massive tool, but we were only just figuring it out then. Yeah. So I didn't really use social media for it. But then when I started to 
it propelled my business forward because I always thought I want to travel. I want to be able to live wherever I want in the world mm. and make good money. Um, like doing one-to-one is amazing. You can earn amazing money, but my goals were always to travel. Mm-hmm. Like I just love traveling. So I knew that I had to take it online. Um, but I got up to a point where eventually I just, with just grit, determination, I just didn't quit where I got fully booked and then I went online mm-hmm. and used a platform and got good results. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I went through exactly the same thing. I was training so many people in person. I was like, I can't continue to do this. The life I want to live, I'm not going to be able to do this if I'm training people that require me to be in one physical location. Mm. So I made that gradual transition and social media for sure helped me to actually be able to gather customers. Mm. But at what point did you decide to scale it? So you were doing the one-to-ones yourself. I imagine you got fully booked and then you were like, hang on, I can't take on any more people. Yeah. What was the next step? Um, Just build the online service, Mm. check-ins, diet plans, training programs, um, check-ins, one-to-one support, just being there for them and just really being there for your client and then building up your reputation through that, that you'd get a recommendation because I was posting really good transformations. Um, I would get referrals all the time. Mm. I would get DMs and then it started to take off. Um, but like, this is why I appreciate it so much because it was so hard. Yeah. Maybe people now, it's a little bit easier. I think for me and who I am, I needed to kind of grind. I needed to suffer. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm about, man. I, 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 <laughs> fucking, yeah, I, I, uh, I appreciate it so much, man. I'm so grateful for where I am now. I know yeah. if I had it easy, then I wouldn't appreciate it. Yeah. And like taking on coaches is the most fulfilling thing for me because I know how hard it was. And a lot of the coaches I've taken on have struggled to get clients and so that's why they go to you. Yeah. Or do you, how does it work? Do you find them or do they go to you? I've poached a lot of the guys. I know who they are in the town. Some of them quit PTing because they struggled. They couldn't, they couldn't make it mm-hmm. um, in the industry. Some of them worked at the gyms I worked at. Some of them were friends who I trained with. Um, and I knew that they would be good but they just, they couldn't get the clients. I look for people who really do care about making a change. Mm-hmm. That's how I employ people. They need that. The nutrition, the training, you can learn that. But it's about, do they actually care yeah. about helping? So I've literally gone in, I've like, one of the guys, who were one of my head coaches now, he worked at Tesco. No disrespect to Tesco at all, but, um, he was hating it there. He didn't get treated right. Um, and I just saw him day by day. Like, as he always used to go in Tesco. Those gains. <laughs> Those... <laughs> the hot chicken. <laughs> Every, like, all the time, just saw him. And I just thought, bro, this guy, is, he's so much more than this. He was working at Tesco. He's working at Tesco. Oh, yeah. And it was like Wolf of Wall Street, bro. I was just yeah. like, listen, you're quitting your job and you're coming working for me. Mm-hmm. 
after like four weeks, fully booked clients. Um, and took my brother on and started to take on other people who I knew would be great, but I could see them posting on social media, but just getting no traction, yeah, yeah, getting no likes, having no clients. And I would ring them up saying, what's up, bro? Like, how you doing? It's like, struggling, man. I'm like, listen, I can give you an opportunity, but like, we've got to work together as a team and we've got to build something special. And then those guys have been phenomenal like life-changing seeing them change from who they were the confidence like now they're head coaches mm -hmm. they're making good money they get amazing results and they're respected in the industry they've come from literally nothing so then that's because i knew how hard it was i take on those types of people because mm -hmm. we work with lifestyle clients like it's 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 easy enough to learn about nutrition training macros cardio like how you get people in shape i can teach that they have to be willing to learn i don't really want to take on big egos yeah because they'll be reluctant to change their point of view i guess yeah like i've got really good star players but they have to be teachable mm -hmm. and that's those are the types of people who i've got on and it, and it's it's going it's going well, mate. Like I have to pinch myself sometimes to think, fuck, you know, do you know what? Is this actually happening? It's like a dream, bro. Yeah. And I'm blessed, man, and grateful every day to have the team. It's good, man. I see you, especially when you do the the meetups. You do it a couple of times a year with all the coaches. Like it looks like you got a solid squad. Yeah, mate. Is it the Bolton Massive. <laughs> 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 Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's mad though because it, it, it is it's it is sad that there are so many good coaches out there yeah, that man. that care so much and all they want to do is just coach yeah. and they want to get people results but they're just not very good at marketing themselves mm. and they, maybe they don't have the followers or they just don't have those skills to to get new clients mm. and they struggle and then you get the the opposite those people who genetically blessed you know, they're very good at marketing themselves, but when it comes to the actual coaching skills, terrible. Yeah. And at the same time, they don't care. They just want to make money. Yeah, man. Yeah. I take on people who want to coach. I'll take all the other stress out of the equation because I've built the systems and I've done all that groundwork in building the infrastructure in there. So for a coach who wants to just change lives, there's, there's nothing better. Mm-hmm. Um, because the marketing, the social media, the lead gen, the DMs, the stresses with that gets overwhelming. Like I took a guy on the other week and he was just like, I just want to coach, mate. Like I'm falling out of love with this. Like I'm posting on social media, filming all these videos and I hate it. Yeah. I'm losing out of love with it. And I was like, yeah, you know what, bro? You, you seem like the perfect fit. Mm -hmm. But building the team, man, is the best thing. Like, doesn't I, I think I excel in building teams yeah. and building people up. I just, I just know how to build someone's confidence up mm -hmm. through, of course, hard work, discipline, and pushing them. Like a lot of these guys have had no one who believes in them, like ever. They may be the family, the, their upbringing. They never had someone to look up to and I can be that with them. And I think when you do that and you take someone um, who has maybe a lack of confidence and struggled 
and you see that spark in them. Mm. If you take them out of that and you give them the belief and the confidence, they'll do so, so well for you. Yeah. They'll work hard. Because um, you, you're building them, man. You're supporting them. You're not like a boss. Like The way I speak to them, it's like a brother. It's like yeah. a brotherhood. It's like we work together as a team. You come on board, I'll help you achieve your goals. That's what I say. It's like, why would anyone want to come on and help me achieve my goals? Because yeah. my goals are big. Like you're thinking, why, why do you want to take it to that extreme? Like, what, what's up? It's like, no, you come on. I'll help you earn good money. I'll get you respected. I'll teach you how to get good results, but it's going to be tough and you're going to have to work hard. Like, I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass. Mm-hmm. If you start messing around and wasting my time, like, we won't work together. It's as simple as that. So they know the opportunity. They know how much I love them. I want to help them and build them. Um, and I think it's it's something that I've learned and cultivated. Some of the guys who I've got on have now got amazing results where their clients want to be a PA coach. And then that's when it started to hit. I was like, fuck, mm-hmm. there's something in this. Yeah. Um, talk on a coach. He's now got a huge transformation now the client wants to be a coach it just you spread in you spread in fucking positivity mm-hmm. like people want to be a part of something a culture a tribe a community and that's what i'm trying to build in trying to build um yeah where do you see it going physique academy <laughs> um <laughs> like how many coaches are we talking <laughs> I don't really want to see on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, how big could it go? The sky's the limit, mm. I reckon. I really think the sky's the limit. Um, I reckon I could have a thousand coaches on board with the team. Yeah. Yeah. And I just know what's possible. The mm. world needs something like this. Well, it needs better coaches, that's for sure. <laughs> it needs better coaches, but I believe that everyone can benefit from this program. Mm. Everyone can benefit from having a coach. And it's like you can fall back on them. It's not just about the nutrition, the training. It's about the accountability. We get to know our clients a lot more than the brothers, the family, Mm -hmm. the friends. And they open up to you. And a majority of our business is to do with mental health as well. Because Mm -hmm. it's adequate in someone's success. For a transformation, you get them jacked, you get them fit, you get them strong and tanned. Of course, <laughs> maybe not as tanned as this. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, where do you go from there? Yeah, that's not going to keep them motivated. Yeah, it needs to be deeper. Like, what are they going through? What have, what have they been through? What's what's the purpose? So, when people come on, they get fit, and jacked they start to get into the self-development world mm. and start to work on themselves and think, you know, well, I want to go for that, that job interview. And they go for it, mate. Like when someone's fit, yeah, it's healthy, man. What that does to your confidence. Bro. Like I couldn't even imagine a world where, you know, I, oh. I, I, I don't look like that, that I don't go to the gym. Why, why if I've got an option of looking normal, or being like strong jacked. and jacked. I would always want to be strong and jacked. Oh. And I think uh, uh, 
I don't think it's that hard. Like the information is out there, but it's the the mental aspect of it. Most people, they for whatever reason, they watch something on social media, they will get this sudden motivation. And they're like, right, okay, I'm going to sort my life out. I'm going to transform myself. So they start with a good routine. Maybe it's a little bit excessive to begin with, but they start sorting the diet out, start with the training. And for whatever reason, you know, maybe they're at it for a couple of weeks and then it just fizzles off. Mm. And then they'll go such a long period of time without even going to the gym. The amount of people that come up to me who aren't in shape or maybe they're a little bit in shape and then they ask me questions. They ask me questions about like the nutrition. They're like, oh, you know, what, how many calories should I be on? Or how many reps should I do? How many sets? Oh my God. And I'm okay, okay. So, mm. so like, I'm, I'm not seeing any changes. I'm like, well, how, how long have you been going to the gym for? And they say, oh, I've just got back into it. I'm like, well, how, how long did you have off? They're like, I've been off for six months. I'm like, you haven't been to the gym for six months. Like that is the problem. You need to be asking me, why is it that I'm so inconsistent and can't, stick to a routine of going to the gym every week so then you need to figure out why why mentally can they not stick to it do they not want it badly enough or are they trying to be too extreme like overtraining, being too restrictive with the calories what do you think it is why do they struggle so much well a lot of people have never eaten well <clears throat> they've never eaten really good and they're in tune with the body and how you feel your energy and then that's such a big part of it. When you start eating junk food all the time, mm. you're slow. Like, you're not functioning the same. No. Your energy's different. And then until you've been in good shape, like, then you'll know how it feels. Mm. The confidence, you're walking, you're talking, you're acting differently. People treat you differently when you're in good shape and jacked. I've been, like, I sh I've lost pretty much everything. Twice. And it's a lot better being jacked. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot better. People treat you differently. And that's just how the world is. Do you know what I mean? But people treat me differently. Maybe because I wasn't walking the same. I wasn't yeah. acting the same. I wasn't as confident. Yeah, when you're walking with your head high and your chest out, strong posture, like people can sense it, I think. Yeah. Like I feel like sometimes when I walk when I'm walking around or especially if I'm walking down the beach. Everyone's just looking at what the fuck. <laughs> I sometimes don't even like to go to the beach when it's busy because I don't want everyone looking at me. I will actually put a t-shirt on until I get to the place I want to go to. Then I take it off. Depends what mood I'm in. Sometimes I want the attention. Sometimes no. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that. I, I feel like the same sometimes. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because the looks you get and it's like uncomfortable. Yeah, especially when you're by yourself. Yeah. You're by yourself. But people won't get that. They think, ah, fucking hell. Well, yeah. That's not a problem. Yeah. But you've never been there, mate. So, yeah, yeah. shut up. <laughs> but I think it depends on the type of person you are. Because I think I, I'm similar to you in a way. Like, I'm, I'm more introverted. And I don't necessarily want the attention of all the people looking at me sometimes. But extroverted people who just love, love the attention, they would yeah. probably like it a lot more i'm not doing it for other people bro yeah do you know what i mean like when i train in the gym i would rather be in a fucking dungeon mate mm. like dark cold few lights dust <laughs> <sighs> Wait, the, 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 fir the first three years of me training i can't find a single video not one oh, single be video sick, it? 
because I did I wasn't doing it for there was no such thing as social media. I wasn't doing it for social media. I was doing it because I fucking loved it. Yeah. Like I loved the 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 feel it was like the most exciting thing. The pump. That I was I'd listen to my music. I would be in there just doing my thing. I felt so comfortable. I felt so at home. And when I was working at a job at Hollister, I was just like all I could think about was, oh, I just can't wait to go to the gym. Yeah. And it still is it's still like that to this day. But I think the problem now is with more responsibility and more things going on, that I have yeah. less less time to really enjoy it. It's like, okay, I need to, I'll still go to the gym, but I'm like, okay, it needs to be really efficient. I need to go in and out, get it done. Whereas before, I could take it at a much more leisurely pace and really enjoy the session. I think you should train in the morning, bro. I think you should try mm. it. Like, I think you should just do it. Like for you, high performer, like you you fucking got a lot on, mate. Do you know what I mean? I hate the word busy, but you've got you've got to get shit done. Yeah, and you're not lying around. You're always doing something. But for me, those vicious workouts in the morning <laughs> just set yourself up for yeah. the day. Your energy, bro. You just like fuck. You know what? Yeah, feel good now. Yeah, you release so many so many like hormones, dopamine. Like it sets yourself up right. Yeah, I've done a few, a few sessions I've done with you where we did them in the morning. Like the rest of the day, I was on a high. It's mad. And then because because you've already overcome something very difficult, like the workout was not easy. It's, it's very challenging, very difficult. Everything else following on from that seems pretty easy. Mm. And because you you've you've built this this discipline, and you've done something you've not wanted to do, it just means that other things you don't necessarily want to do, you just do them anyway. Mm. Like work related. Yeah. You're just like, okay, yeah, okay, let me do it. Bam, done. On to the next, bam, done. Like it's it's mad. More people need to do it. It's like cliche, but I've known that for years. Mm. That's what I've known. But then when you start to tell the the average Joe about that, they're like, What? Mm. Nah. That's not right. But now people are getting into the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. People are understanding that you have God to put yourself through a little bit of adversity. Do you know what I mean? Mm. To actually daily, it's just a daily practice, bro. Mm-hmm. Like every day I try and push myself to get better. How do you do that when you're already pushing yourself really hard? Like how do you continually take it to that next level? Well, I see as this. I've got a team of 22 coaches. They've got a lot of clients and I'm the leader. Yeah. I've got an obligation, bro. I have to be the way I am. I have to be. Imagine if I wasn't the way I am. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't a go-getter. I trained relentlessly and I just kind of fucked around. I wouldn't they, have... they, they wouldn't respect you. No, bro. Yeah. Like you have to lead from the front and you have to practice what you preach. And when I'm on those Monday meetings, like it's like a football team um, in the locker room. It's like it's like when the locker room football team because a, a, a guy has recently come on and he's um, was a pro rugby player and he's come on and he's like been listening to the onboarding videos of me and then he's like, "Whoa, bro! Like this is this is mad. This is like a rugby team. Mm. Like I love it." I'm like, yeah, bro, this is this is what you're gonna you're gonna get. So that's me. And if I wasn't like that, they won't respect me as much. So I've got an obligation for the better of the world at the end of the day. 
because that's it. Like I, I'm having to be this way and work on myself to then pass down the knowledge and support to my coaches to then help guys get out of a rut who are 20 stone struggling, who need that support and that truth and someone to tell them how it is. And if that comes from the top, doesn't it? If I was fucking around all the time, going out, getting pissed, that's that's not it's not real. And you know what? I'd be a fake. I'd be a fraud. Mm. So it's like it's my obligation to do this. And when I started to take on coaches, I was like, you know what? It's not about me. It's about the clients. Personal trainers are very selfish sometimes. I think they're just bothered about the cash. Like mm. I've done things that I just done a lot of the things for free, go above and beyond. Like we've got our philosophy and we've got our values and it's just doing the right thing, bro. Mm. Like there's so many uh, um, amazing trainers out there, um, but you've got to get in the industry for the right reasons. And if you're doing it for a quick bit of cash, then you're going to, you're going to meet someone like me and you're going to get told. <laughs> yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Like, why are you doing this? Yeah. You're it's in the wrong industry, bro. Get out. You're going to, you're going to fail. You're going to fuck people up. Like, you're in your you have such a like impact positive and negatively on someone's life mm. that's that's a very it's a very delicate thing to to have and to hold like i can manipulate someone in a positive and negative way yeah you're, like, you're literally telling them what to eat they believe you they trust you yeah so that's why when i take a coach on it's like listen like this is the this is the score this is how we do things i was on the phone last night for an hour at 1am to a client he's not my client mm. he's one of the coach's clients i rang him on instagram like he messaged me and i was like oh, fuck i need to get this sorted because it's like one client could be very well known yeah he could sp spread things negatively or positively one client can make or break you yeah. And I've still got that now, 22 coaches in. And I will always try to continue to have that because you could become complacent. Mm. So like if I'm doing that now and these are the guys who are just starting out, can't even reply or can't even respect the clients, you're not in it for the right reasons, bro. Yeah. And you're going to get dominated by someone like me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but you are. So, So how much of your time now is spent to sort of manage the coaches versus actually speaking directly to clients i don't speak to clients yeah no do you not get people who sign up and they're like oh i really want to work with george no because you lay it out saying look you're going to be assigned a coach the brand's bigger than me yeah like i just like grinding bro like mm. i'm not bothered about being the face i would rather just build my team up mm -hmm. to be rock star coaches and i could be in the back end just being a leader. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Leading from the front, but like it's not about me. Like the coaches are doing the work. So that was the goal as well. That's why I'm building the brand that's gonna stand the test of time far beyond when I'm gone. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's the goal, bro. And the, the fitness industry, there's so many paths you can go down that I want to create something that will be a legacy 
Um, so that's why I'm, I, I don't need to be the face, bro. I'm not bothered. Yeah. I think that's why I walked away from it, a lot of the coaching, because I've done it for so long. I think it got to a point where I knew my heart wasn't in it, or at least like it used to be, because I genuinely really cared about every single one of my clients. I would, especially with the online ones, I'd always, I, w- I would never work with somebody online if I wasn't going to speak to them face to face. So if I don't speak to a client face to face, I don't truly know them. Like you can, from literally the first 10 seconds of the, the way they carry themselves, the way they speak, you can almost tell, well, I know exactly why they're not getting results because, you know, they, they just, they're without doubt not pushing themselves the way they need to push themselves. Mm. You know, when you speak to someone, you just know this guy trains fucking hard. You can tell. Yeah. Some people just don't have that. So if without that face-to-face communication, I'd, I wouldn't really know that client. And then it got to the point, because like I said, before I was doing it for so long, I was like, oh, my heart is not in it. Do I want to continue? Because I was making good money. I was making very good money. Mm. But because I felt like I didn't care as much, it didn't sit well with me. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? This, I'm closing the door to potentially earning a lot of money, but I'm doing that because my heart is not in it and I don't want, I don't want to be screwing people over and I don't want people with the hopes of coming and signing up and being like, yeah, I'm going to get to work with Mike. But, you know, at the end of the day, they they don't. So I completely agree, mate. It's happened to me many times before. It's like you have to change mm-hmm. as you develop within the business. You have to change your role and what you're doing. And it's, it's it was very difficult for me to take a step back um, to not train clients, but it got to a point where I was like, you know what, I'm not actually providing the best service to this person because I'm not mentally there for them yeah. the way I used to be. So I'm going to have to let you go. Yeah, Like we've had an overwhelming amount of calls sometimes. Like sometimes we had like a, th- a thousand calls booked in in a matter of like two weeks, right? And we've not got the coaches to do it. What, am I just going to, just get any old coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on here. There you go. Have all these clients, bro. Mm. When the service won't be up to standard, like you're disrespecting the clients. Like they need the same service as what they had from me, if not better. Mm-hmm. So it's about not being selfish because that guy who's booked in for a call could have been waiting and following me for years. Some people take four years, bro. Yeah. Like waiting and waiting and waiting. Oh, I want to do it. Oh, I don't want to do it. They book him for a call and they get fucking John, who's just just jumped on board as a PA coach. You're right, mate. It's like, who's this guy? It's like, he's trying to explain the program. He doesn't know what he's talking about because yeah. he's just he's just been on it a day. <laughs> and the guy's like, well, I've just been waiting for four years and he's getting a, a wrong serve. The coach might have turned up late. He might not have explained everything, the T's and C's, everything, really cared about the client. Like, you want to be more excited than the client for his goals. Mm-hmm. Like, let's let's fucking go. Let's kill it. Not just like, yeah, bro, we're going to do well. We're going we're gonna to be all right, mate. We'll get there. It's like, no, nah, we're going to do this. It's a mission. Ride or die, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, let's get hyped up. Yeah. So... Real quick, guys, I just want to share with you something which I spent the end of 2023 putting together for you. You see, in life, if you are unhappy with something, you need to change it. 
That is one of the core philosophies that has driven me, my businesses, and my fitness over the past 10 years. In recent years, I've been asked frequently how I've managed to go from being an average personal trainer, working all day, every day in a gym in the north of England, to the position that I am in today. That is why I decided to create the digital playbook. This is a step-by-step blueprint for anybody who finds themselves in the same position that I did years ago, wondering to myself, how can I make money online? Can I really make a full-time income from creating content about the things that I actually like? How can I travel the world, work from my laptop, and at the same time still afford to live a great lifestyle? It's essentially a playbook on how I built multi-million pound businesses off the back of creating content online. If you want to check it out, head over to thedigitalplaybook.net and you can book in a call with my team to find out more. Let's get back to the episode. Yeah, it's the service number one, man. Service is, every, is everything. And that's why you're saying about the brand. Like someone comes into the brand now, they know what they're getting. They know they're going to get the results. Mm. If they stick to the plan, they're guaranteed the results. And this is why I'm not bothered about being out there. Within time, yeah. I will come out there. Do you know what I mean? But there's no rush for me. I, I'm, building a, I'm building a brand. I'm not that is so much bigger than me. It's not about me. I don't give a shit. It's about helping people, changing their lives. And it's transcending, isn't it? Yeah. When when you have a, an elite product or service, you don't even need to do any marketing because oh, the it's just the word of mouth. I'm not paid a single dime on yeah. marketing, mate. Well, to be honest, I've got a team, but they help me with social media posts. Yeah. Like I've not actually paid any ads, bro. Like think about that. I've got the 22 coaches without any paid ads. That means that the service is is good because I've concentrated on that and the clients. Like the things we do in the back end to support the clients and my coaches, like I know other brands are not probably doing and I hope they're not, mm. but I still think they, they are because you've got to think like that. You think you've got to think, well, I bet someone else is doing the same. Yeah. Because well, if you think you're the best or you think you're, you're better than everyone else. You're fucked. You're screwed. Mm. So the little things we do to build that community and support to make them feel part of it is is it's it's what they need. Like they sign up, they need to feel appreciated. They need to feel like they're not just a number. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why I was on the phone at 1 a.m. And it's funny how it's happened just before this podcast. So was he, was that, was that client, were they unhappy with something or were they just a bit concerned? <laughs> like he, he said he wasn't happy with the, the speed of results. So I jumped on the call and I thought, what's going on here? <laughs> Ends up, he's been drinking. Yeah. He's gone out on the piss, mate. And I just told him straight, bro. I said, you're complaining about the results, but let's backtrack here. How many times have you gone out in the past six months? And how much weight did you put on when you went out? Mm. Every time you went out and drank a couple of pounds, I was like, bro, you've actually got really good results, but you've held yourself back. Our program is about being sustainable. Sometimes when you do drink, like it's, it's, oh, Jesus, this, it's, bro, they it's, don't the, get it, man. it's the worst thing you could possibly do if your goal is to transform your physique. 
It's not. <laughs> it's not about the the you know the actual calories that you're taking in when you're drinking. It's the aftermath mm. that will throw you out of a good routine for days, days. maybe even a week. I have been there before many times <laughs> and I tried to assess like, what is the thing that keeps holding me back or preventing me from being in this? You know, when you get to that flow state and everything's just, yeah, everything's flying, everything's smooth. Mm. And then you ultimately, you want to try and stay in that state for as long as possible. And then I used to think, well, what, why, what is pulling me out of that state? And it was drinking. The night after, it wouldn't even need to be a lot of drink, but let's say it was more than five drinks. You know, the next day I would be slow. I'd be slow. I'd be in a mood. I probably wouldn't go to the gym. My strength would be down. Like I know the first leg workout after a big night would always, I would just be like so ashamed of it. This used to be easy. And now I can barely do all the weights I was doing before. Like I'm actually getting weaker. And then you massively drop your testosterone production. Like everything. And then your willpower is down. Your discipline goes out the window. You just eat shit. Then you get into a routine of eating shit. Worst thing. Alcohol's the worst, bro. Mm. When when we went out the other week, I got back and I was on the granola, mate. I had had a bag of granola, <laughs> mate. A full bag of granola. <laughs> six bowls. <laughs> De- deprived myself. I got back after <laughs> steaming. I was like, all right, what's in the what's in the kitchen? Like, what is that? Yeah. Like, I'm fine otherwise, but I had one and I was like. Oh, this is good. Yeah. And I actually had a takeaway before that. I took some taxi man for a takeaway and treated him. It was it was epic, bro. <laughs> what, the way back? Yeah, man. <laughs> Give him the biggest tip of his life. <laughs> Felt epic. I was like, oh, yeah, good. done my good deed. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I never say to people, you don't like stop doing it completely. But if you're going through a phase where you really want to transform yourself, right? You want to sort your life out, both physically and with your career, whatever it might be. Just lay off the drink for a bit. And then when you have achieved your goal and you're happy with the way you look or you're happy with the moves you're making with your career, then go out and celebrate a little bit if you want to. And that's what that guy was like. As soon as I told him straight, because I was the the head, the leader, he understood straight away. Mm. Like, because it gets hard, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? When you, you're at the back end of a cutting phase, you're a little bit tired a bit like depleted and because he was drinking sporadically he would have to cut his calories back in order to actually bank his calories mm. for the for the drink but they're, they're gonna fill you up those calories mm. bro the worst leave you with a banging headache and puffy as shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i like and people sometimes just need that that portion they just need they need the harsh truth yeah that's what i'm all about man there's so many people make excuses yeah i'm hardcore Mm. with my team and that's how really i i feel it gets the best results in terms of clients um like i've been on the phone to clients like kicking off saying like you are not quitting this program i do not care and I'll say say as much as I can do without mm. offending them really badly because I care that much. And that's kind of what you need to take them out of the the hole because they've never had that. The shot, they're like, who is this guy? Like, why does he care so much? <laughs> like, don't quit. And like, 
we make sure that when a client comes on, we get to the end of the transformation. Otherwise, you're not coming on. Yeah. No, I don't. We don't want your money, bro. We want to see you be able to thrive after this mm. and not bounce back because you're absolutely depleted from just cutting back your calories too much. And it, it's about what is the, the the truth? What's the realest thing you can do for a client? Mm-hmm. That's how I approach every single situation. Have we done the best for them? Mm-hmm. It's not about the money. It's about getting them to a point where they can go on their own and maintain what they've got and continue to make progress in a sustainable way and have a health, healthy relationship mm-hmm. with food. That's it. And yeah. it is hard, bro. And they will bounce back over and over and over again. But that's that's it. Like yeah. we we struggle. They just don't they think it's like they think I don't struggle. Yeah, yeah. Like I had six bowls of granola. Like, bro, come on. Like that's that's it's a lot of calories. It's a lot of calories, mate. I woke up the next day and I was in the gym and it was brutal. So like <laughs> it, it, it's normal to have to be this like the it's not a sacrifice. You're gonna feel so much better. Mm. When you're in better shape, when you're looking after yourself and you're eating healthy yeah. foods, like we eat junk food now and again. Like I remember speaking to a guy here and he was like, yeah, I saw Mike Thurston in, uh, um, <laughs> where was it now? Where were you in burger place? Where was it? Five <laughs> guys. And I was like, oh, big Mike. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I enjoy know a bit of shit every now and then. Of course, then. man. Yeah. You need it. It's a, it's about, about finding what works for you and finding your own balance. I don't difficult to say the word balance in terms mm. of always pushing to achieve more but you've got to find what you need to not go off track yeah that might be one meal out a week that might be wine and dine with the missus that might eat and be eating chocolate every single day yeah if that's not if that's going to help you sustain it then cool but they think it's going to be easy it's not easy i struggle Every day yeah. to not want to go out and binge eat and go out and annihilate loads of drinks. Yeah. I, I want to, that's my biggest thing is the food. Yeah, of course. I Especially, love food. Yeah. Every, just walking around, it's just, there's, you're bombarded with all this like unbelievable burgers and pizzas, but you just get used to saying no. I always think ahead. I always think of, okay, yeah, it's just temporary pleasure. And then there's just that feeling of regret afterwards. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think, especially when I'm doing the workouts with you or even just horrible leg day workouts. Mm. Of course, it it sucks. But if I don't push myself to that level that I need to be pushing myself at, at the end of the session, I'm disappointed in myself. So I'm like, oh, I had a few more reps in there, but I pussied out. Mm. And it just annoys me for the rest of the day. But if you do go deep, nasty, uncomfortable, and you really give it everything you've got, you feel like a fucking boss when you walk out of the gym. You know, yeah, smash that. That pride. Yeah. That's why I have to train the way I do. Because mm. if I'm speaking to my guys the way I do, I have to be the person I admire and I look up to. And I always like I'm always trying to create that next version of myself. Like when pushing yourself through difficult situations, especially the 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 workouts and just difficult tasks. Um, have you trained? Have, have you trained with anybody that has like scared me? Fucked you up? Oh yeah. Who back back in the UK, mate? I miss it. Like I, I would love nothing better to be training with her 
She's called. Well, that girl. She's called Sophia, mate. Like it's six a.m. I, I arrive, and it's just burpees straight away. I'm just like, oh my god, why? Every workout's just got shitloads of burpees. She in. She, des- she designs them. She designs them, yeah. And I need that, mate. Yeah, yeah. Like when I do a hard, oh, it's, what's wrong with it? <laughs> it's brutal. <laughs> She's a different level, mate. It it, it humbles you. Was it cross? Is it CrossFit? Yeah, she's a savage, mate. She's an absolute savage, and I need to train with savages. Yeah. Why would I want to train with someone who goes easy? They won't even be able to come yeah. into my space anyway. Do you think that when you train with me? No. Maybe last time I trained here with you at Train Beach, you were just. Oh no! Yeah, I was in a bad way. I had yeah. to go to the. I was I, disappointed. I was looking at you in the fall like, Mike, you've let me down. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know why it was. I think it was because I'd had, I'd had a period of not training legs and my fitness was not very good. And then yeah. I did a, some horrible drop set and it just yeah. it fully wiped me out. I had to go to the toilet to lie down. But you needed that, bro. Yeah. That like, was a wake up call. It was like, wow. You needed it. That was, that was a shocking performance for me. We need a wake up call, bro. Yeah. Like, she puts me through hell. Yeah. Like, when you you put you, when you you put through difficult situations, as long as you you try and use it as a, a way to grow and develop, then it's not really that. How bad, did you, is it? How did you find her? Um, how did I find her? Now she's well, she's local, so mm. we, we knew about her, and then when we went down, it's just brutal. Mm. But I need that, I think, in the morning first thing to kind of relax me and get on with my day. Mm. It just chills me out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, <laughs> you've given everything you could possibly yeah. give in the morning. So it was like, right, I haven't got much left. <laughs> Probably should do just a little bit of work. A little more exercise. <laughs> but I think it, for, for everyone who's listening, if they can find someone oh. who just trains like a savage, may just ask them. Just maybe just say, hey, can I just jump in with you for one session? You know, maybe they say, yeah. And uh, even if it's one session, it's a wake-up call. I do it all the time. In Seven Gym, there's some savages there. And I'll just go over to them and say, right, when are we training? <laughs> like, when are you training? Like, let, let's, let me join in with you. Like, I don't want to wreck your training because usually they, they compete in CrossFit. Mm. Like, I've been doing some, um, yeah, so like, I'll go. Because you've got to overcome that. Mm. Drop your ego. Someone's better than you. Mm. Go and learn from them. Test yourself. I want to be beasted. Yeah. I, you, I, I love it. People can't do it, man. Their yeah. egos are too big. And I, I, I would love to see what my physique would be capable of Yeah, if Dorian Yates trained me four times a week. Wow. Because he he's obviously been there. He's done it. I have so much respect for him that if he tells me to do something, I will fucking do it. Yeah. I'll give everything I've got because I wouldn't want to see that disappointed look in his face. And he knows exactly when to spot, what to do. It would only be, I would only need to train four times a week, four sessions, 45 minutes. I'd be fucking massive. Yeah. Jacked. Dead. That'd be expensive though. Mm. He, I think he charges like 400, 500 euros a session. You can afford it. Yeah. You work you work hard, Mike. <laughs> it's worth it, you know, though, bro. You, it? you know what I'm saying? You know who I really want to train with? I want Tom Platts wow. to train me on legs. <laughs> He's a different breed, yeah. brother. 
He, Five more. If you, if you, if anyone's go uh, type in YouTube Tom Platt's leg training. There's not the best footage of him actually training legs. It's really old and grainy. But when you see him coaching other people, it's it's like disgusting. he's screaming at you. He's like, Rah! <laughs> and the the guy on the leg press is like, or the leg kills like, well, <laughs> well, I love that. Just someone to just destroy you. Yeah, like I've started a bit of uh, boxing again mm. and at uh, Nogs because I like to be an athlete and like I didn't be boxing for like years and I just started to feel like I couldn't look after myself because I got injured and I didn't really get back into it because it was like a bicep and bicep you use a lot of bicep don't you if you're punching especially like hooks mm. so I'm always trying to test myself. If you, you can't put yourself through a little bit of discomfort, you're not going to make it, especially in business. Like you have to be a savage. Like I'm a nice guy. I want other people to succeed. I want people to be better, but I also want to rip your head off. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I want to win. And you have to be like that because people will walk all over you and people will take you to dinner. Yeah. They will. Um, and that's, what I try and to install into the coaches that then they pass it on to the clients mm -hmm. and then they'll pass it on. They'll probably pass it on to the kids. So that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. Nothing better, mate, than well. seeing people discover a little, a new, a new level. Yeah. Speaking of that and dealing with difficult situations, overcoming horrible situations in life. You went through something very difficult last year. You lost uh, your brother, didn't you? Mm. How did you how did you deal with that first of all? Well, it, I'm dealing with it every day, bro. Mm. Like I'm in an apartment looking at the palm. Gorgeous view. Probably one of the best views in Dubai. Some days I wake up, I'm rage. I've got rage, like literally. I could have done more. I could have done this. I should have done that. I should have spent more time with him. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like so angry. And the next day I wake up and I've got some music on and I'm just bawling my eyes out. Just so sad and so down. I'm just thinking about him. And another day I may be grateful of just having him as a brother and just, yeah, experiencing his life and what it, what it gave me. So it's like, I'm trying to control my mental state, mate. It's very powerful, isn't it? Mm -hmm. like one day to the next, you can be a completely different person. But his life was the single biggest thing that impacted me. He was depressed for 10 years, um, just riddled with anxiety from a young, a young guy in school. And from there, it led off into other different things in terms of isolating himself, not being able to go to school, college, um, would be up all night and then be walking at 4am, never sleep, be sleeping the day. He won't get out of bed for three years. And he just, it was a story that he told himself, mate. It was negative. Mm. He didn't believe in himself. So going through that and seeing my family, uh, my mum, my dad, just try and help and support him and give him everything he got. 
everything they had and try everything. Just create like a beast inside of me, mate, that I need to kind of release mm. through the brutal workouts. Because if not, I don't, I'm not on the path and I go off path. I can um, be very self-destructive, you know what I mean, with myself. Um, but going through that, it's been the toughest thing, bro. Like, I'm on the treadmill, man, just crying, man. Just, like, running. Like, the other night, I was on the treadmill running, and some guys just, like, come to the treadmill next to me, and he's just looking at me, and I'm just there, like, pulling my eyes out. <laughs> Listen to some fucking, um, just, like, some deep house, just tranced out. Mm. Just, just analyzing what's happened. And, like, I'm a deep thinker, bro. You know that. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know how I'm dealing with it, man. I'm just sad. I just miss him. Mm. I just miss him every day, bro. And I feel like things could have been differently. Um, what What do you think of the statement, depression isn't real? Oh, well, you, your boy Andrew Tate said that. And it's bullshit, man. Like you've never seen someone yeah. depressed, suicidal for 10 years, can't get out of bed. The blinds are closed doesn't eat, just smells, doesn't cut his nails. And you're there pulling him out of bed, arguing with him, saying, get up, come on. And you just don't know how to help him, bro. Um, it's, a, it's a real thing, man. It's a real thing. And we're not as difficult to understand as maybe people think. Mm -hmm. I think we could understand what's going on if we analyze it pretty straightforward what's happened um but people it's too painful to day by day remove those shackles and those limiting beliefs of the story that they tell themselves from maybe school or their childhood if they've been abused or whatever it's too hard for them to suffer every day and overcome it with the daily practices and the daily routines and the habits the good habits that they've got to implement through the workouts, the food, getting sunlight, hydration, connection, mm. having a purpose. Um, I, I think there's def there's definitely a difference of being being sad. Ah, okay. Yeah. So you you when people say oh, I'm depressed, they they're not really depressed. They're just sad, and that's just a signal for them to sort their life out. Because I've been there before where I've been sad. I'm trying to think of moments when I've felt like really sad, and I think there was definitely a phase when I lived in London. I'd just broken up with my girl who I'd been with for like a year and a half. She was my best mate. Didn't have any friends in London. I was very lonely. And I just thought, fuck it. Like I was resorting to just eating, binge eating because I was so miserable. And then I just thought there has to be more to life than this. And then that was the kind of push which forced me to go out there and work on myself, go meet people, go travel, see the world. But then there's the actual depression which i will never understand and i think that is the whatever you call it the, the illness that maybe it's a genetic thing something people are, are born with or maybe something that's happened to them when they were younger which i don't know if there is a cure for it there's certainly things you can do to help it but i don't know if it will ever go away like I've tried, we tried a lot of different things, mate. Mm. 
loads of different therapies and different drugs. Um, and there's so much knowledge to learn from it that sometimes like that tough love thing just doesn't work, man. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They've got to have a purpose. He didn't have a purpose, bro. Um, people need a purpose to get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. And he didn't really have a purpose. Um, he was very isolated. He had no friends. He never had a relationship with a female. He was 24 at the time. And he didn't really experience what a teenager or a young adult should have experienced through sheer anxiety, mate. Riddled with it. He'd go out to a restaurant and he'd be in the toilets for 10 minutes, just composing himself. I'm the opposite person. Mm. If I know there's something I've got to do, there's a situation I've got to deal with, I'll head it. I'll hit it head on. So people are different, man. And it's so easy for someone to say, like, you need to do it this way. And probably it is that way. Mm -hmm. But it's too painful for some people, mate. Some people are very sensitive to things. Yeah. Yeah. Very sensitive, bro. You say something to them yeah, yeah. and it's like, bro, like you it's the end of the world. Like me and you, something you we've gotta have thick skin. Yeah. Especially on social media, you've gotta you gotta think, nah, fuck that. Yeah. But these people, they say something, they're in a dark room, bro. They're not coming out. Mm. Um so it it was very difficult for me as my personality to understand him. But that's why I started to do the self-development work. I thought if I could improve on me as a human being, how in touch I was with my own emotions, if I could create this character that he would look up to and listen to, I might be able to have a good impact on him. Mm. So that's why I went so deep and I am who I am because I wanted to help him so bad that I would try everything. We used to map out, I used to map out his life and say to him from the start, what, what's happened? Like, let's talk about it. Where did it start from? And there'd be little things that triggered different paths. One thing led to the other. It made him a little bit worse, knocked his confidence a little bit more. And then he started to create this person. And I was just like, no. Like, it just started getting worse and worse and worse. And it's like... It's God, that, you feel so helpless. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, it's it's what you say to yourself, bro. That internal state mm. is everything, man. That's what it's all about. The battle within, the war within. Can you control it? You've got to be positive. That's why I'm so positive, man. Because mm. I know how important it is from seeing him that when I was so, so down and like in a bad place, I would just get on with it, mate. Because I was like, I'm not like, he can't even get out of bed. Why am I fucking complaining? Mm-hmm. And then maybe I was dealing with it with other things like smoking weed every night, as a lot of teenagers do. And I was dealing deal, dealing with it in maybe the wrong way, but I just kept my mouth shut. I just wanted to help my little brother out and get over this. And... We actually, to be honest, we thought he was getting better. And there was like a massive moment where 
he was at my brother's, um, he was at my brother's stag do. And I just saw him like dancing, had a few drinks. And I was just like, fuck, like bawling my eyes out. Like, this is, this is amazing. Like he, he's, he's getting better. I can't believe it. And I was speaking to one of Harry's close friends, my older brother. I was like, man, I can't believe this. He's actually like getting better. I've never seen him like this after how many years. He's got a job now. He seems like he's 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 he's, he's making progress, man. Because every day I thought he was just going to kill himself, mm. and then like it might have been because he knew he was going to kill himself that he just like let go. Do you know what I mean? Like he just he knew that he was going to do it very soon. And like, I think like a month after he committed suicide. So like, it's just so sad, man. Mm. And this is why, like what I'm creating the physique economy and the, the psychology aspect of the business. It means so much more because I know there's millions of guys out there who need someone like me and the team who actually give a fuck, bro. Like we've helped thousands of people like completely change the mindset. Some people you just can't help. Yeah. I find it, I mean, there's, there's, there's just some people who have done that, that they've taken their own lives and it's been such a, a shock. I remember there was a, a period, I don't know why, it was when I was 16. It just seemed to be the case that people were just doing it people that i knew so i had a best friend at school his dad committed suicide and then a couple of weeks after that one of the the girls who was in our year the girls school who i was pretty close with she was stunning i had a crush on her she committed suicide and then after that my dad's brother committed suicide which was it was such a it didn't make any sense because all these people seemed pretty normal, particularly my dad's brother. He was always like super happy whenever we went to go and see him. And then I remembered, I remember I was, I was watching a film upstairs in my room. My dad got me down and put me and my brother down and he told us. And I was just, it didn't make any sense. And you just, you just don't understand the demons that people are facing on a day-to-day -day basis. And a lot of these people are hiding it. So, you know, the, I do encourage people to speak out and try and, I don't, especially with guys, guys don't usually like to talk about their feelings. Yeah, it's, do you know what? Like someone can have one conversation and that could, it could solve. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it could solve most of it. Seriously, like we have a psychology um, psychologist on board. So when guys come on, they start to open up maybe after six months. They say like, oh, I'm struggling, bro. Like, I feel suicidal. And it's like, wow. So this, these things started to happen. So before he actually committed suicide, this was already the business because I knew how important it was. And that's why I set it up because and there's two parts to it. It's the physical and the mental. In order to get the best transformations long-term, the realest transformations, you need to combine the both. So they come on and then they end up opening up because they've had no one to support them, bro. They've got mm. a coach who cares, got them in the best shape ever, supported them. And then they start to say what's happened. And some of the stories that you hear, you're like, wow, that's, that's, that's tragic. 
but there's people who have been through way worse in life and they've come out. But then there's people who have been through things that maybe weren't as they lost a pet. Yeah, and then they just they it's it's completely different. It's like it's the end of the world. Mm. It's like who are we to judge? You don't know what that person's like. You've just got to care about people. But I, I'm hardcore. I'm like, you can fucking do it. You have to do it. <laughs> That's why it was so difficult to to be with my little brother, who was the opposite to that. Mm-hmm. He used to look at me and be like, how is he so motivated? How has he done this? Same with my older brother as well. But it, it's, given me a, it's given me a different perspective on things, mate. And like... I'm I'm struggling to deal with it. Uh, I see I seen his um, therapist um, probably about six weeks ago, and I just needed closure. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to hear what she said about him because I know how special he was, how much of an amazing person he was. Like, I just I just wanted to hear her talk about him, mm. and like it's difficult for me to let him go. Um, I don't want to let him go, but I know his name will be now heard a lot through myself, my brother, the business. Yeah, I, I mean, even the past year, the the change I've seen in you, mm. like you're, I look at you and I think you're a fucking savage, mm. both physically and mentally as well. Mm. Do you have any advice for anybody who is? maybe feeling down or having those feelings of depression? What would you say to them? I think you need to talk mm. because like, we're not that complicated. Mm. Just talk to someone who you trust. Yeah. Maybe not your mates at the pub. Go and seek help. Like people, they don't want to go and see a therapist. Like all they're going to do is just talk to you. Like you're absolutely fine. Because, like, what I'm trying to set up is going to be, my goal is to provide free support from anyone and everyone, males, with, like, a psychologist, a therapist. Like, that's my ultimate goal for free within the business, of course. But I won't charge anyone. Because I know that my little brother, he didn't have really the support he needed. And other guys are waiting for months and months and months, and that's that's that wait. You've already they've already killed themselves. So they're waiting to see the therapist. They're waiting for months. Do you know what I mean? Unless they can pay. Yeah. And it's quite easy for doctors to just put you on meds. Yeah, that does not solve the problem. Nah, bro. Like what I've seen, that haunts me, man see my little brother on meds just like a zombie Mm. just for years so it's best to talk but a lot of the time if you talk once that could be it like seriously man they think like there's something wrong wrong with them like why this i hate i hate my dad i hate this i hate that you're a victim Mm. like you need to flip the switch and have a different perspective on maybe your upbringing my dad left me, blah, blah, blah. This is what your mum said. You don't know what happened. 
He slammed the door and he pushed my mum out of the way. And I hate my dad. And then for next 20 years, they hate the dad. It's like, no, mate, you don't know. Your dad probably loved you, but you've never opened up and actually talked to someone about it and have a different perspective. That, just a different perspective shift, <laughs> will change your life. And you've been in hell for so long, grudging on things that are not even true. People are getting literally so caught up on things that are not true. And that's why I, when I'm speaking with someone, I unravel things and I, I say, what's happened here? And I'm just like, bro, it's not even true, bro. You've been telling yourself a lie for so long and you're in this place because of the story you told yourself. Like, mm. How powerful is that? So go and speak to someone. If you're that, that struggling, speak to me. I was actually speaking to one of the guys on board with you and he, he's been through some really traumatic shit. And I was like, wow. And it, he knew about me and what I've gone through. So I was like, it was meant to be. And he said something. I was like, bro, that's not, you can't think like that. Straight away, I was like, bro, that's not true. Like straight away. And he was like, blaming on something. I was like, nah, mate, you cannot even start. But I could see his energy so negative around something that wasn't even real. Mm. So people are making shit up in their head, which when you speak to someone who's got, just has a decent head on the shoulders. Yeah. That's it. And that's why you need the support. And that's what I'm building, bro. They, yeah. they build, we're building brotherhood because that could be the point to whether someone's going to commit suicide or not. This is what we need in the world now. We need good men. We don't even need alpha men as much. Like we are alpha as fuck. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get many guys like us. But you need good men. Yeah. A lot of them to step up yeah even like you said one conversation or just one just go speak to someone because the, I, I went through some shit when I was growing up I lost my mum when I was 11 and I didn't speak to anyone didn't want to speak to anyone because whenever I did and people wanted to speak to me about it like my family friends I said no nah, I'm not talking about it because it would make me feel so sad and I didn't want to feel sad so I bottled it up probably for a decade until when I got into my early 20s, I started to actually talk to people about it. And then even just, just talking and ju just un unraveling everything. I was just so at peace. And then, you know, those other people could be there. They could share their feedback with me, try and help me. And I think that's one of the, the reasons I am the way I am today because uh, I feel like I am quite cold. I always had problems opening up and showing affections. If I'd just spoken to more people about it when I was younger, you know, I would have that would have been a lot better for me, for sure. And I've see, I've seen you change recently mm. as well, which is which is which is which is amazing to see because I bet you have a completely different perspective on your your mom's death now. Yeah, oh, completely different. You're yeah. just a different person. But if you opened up and, and spoke just a little bit more, it could have soothed a lot of pain. Yeah. And trying to figure things out yourself when just having a, a, a nice chat can just make you feel so at ease. Because yeah. like, oh. I, I, would, I would be so, so just pissed off with the world. Yeah. But I never, I bottled it up. And then when I used to go out and drink with my friends, all hell would break loose and it would just be 
like it would be pretty emotional. Like when we've met and when we we've been out, we've had some insane conversations, yeah. <laughs> deep. Yeah. But like no one has that. No one. They've never even had that type of level of conversation, and that's like, oh man, I think that's, that's sad. Yeah, because those types of conversations make you such a better all-rounded human being. Mm. To just sit there and just chat, there's nothing better. Even remember when we were uh, we we're at Blue Marlin, and I, I think I was at the end of 2021, and I was at a point where I was a bit lost and I didn't know mm. what direction I was going in. And we were talking about the podcast. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I should, I should probably do this. And you, you were like, yeah, you should fucking do that. Yeah. Didn't do it as soon as I wanted to, but I got around to doing it in the end. Yeah, man. Like, and that's it, isn't it? Like, if you can see someone's potential in something, tell them. Mm. Don't be a little pussy. And drop your ego and tell them. Like, because that's a gift. If you if you say something to someone and you you build them up, that could be everything, couldn't it? Mm. I see the same thing in you with your your leadership skills. Mm. Like your voice needs to be heard more. But I know you the with the YouTube uploads they're inconsistent. Maybe yeah, you like to be behind. I kind of do, bro. Yeah, I'm working on that. Yeah. Do you think that's because you? You, you don't like speaking to the camera or you don't like the judgment. I'm not bothered about the judgment. Mm -hmm. I think I judge myself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not bothered about what anyone thinks about me. It's about what I think about myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I like being behind the scenes, bro. Yeah. Like my goal would be to like pull great leaders together eventually. It might be when I'm 60, but I'd love to be kind of a part of something where we're really making a positive change with the world. It's just, there's no better thing than that, bro. Mm. Do you know what I mean? For me, knowing the skills a coach has to support people, I think people need to come together more, great minds and stand up for certain things that are going on in the world. Mm. You can't just do it on your own. Like you've seen, you've seen what's happened with the Tate brothers. Yeah. Like you can't do it. Like you need to come together as a collective. Like they have a strong army of not only like followers, but just the, even the war room group they have. Like they've got a lot of heavy hitters who are backing them. Imagine that times. Mm. Don't know. <laughs> Imagine your followers. Imagine another huge influence followers. Everyone coming together. Yeah. That's what it needs, bro. I think the world needs a big change, doesn't it, man? I, I think that one of the mis the problems I had is as you grow and as you develop, you may you maybe outgrow your circle. friendship circle. Yeah. So, you know, you probably spend less time with them. You don't have to completely say goodbye to them, but you spend less time with them. And then the hardest thing is, okay, so who else is there? Mm. Where are the people like me? And when you get to that level, there just is less people mm. like you. So you have to really go out and find them. And I think that I spent many years where I just thought, well, you know, I'll just do it by myself. And I kind of got used to doing everything by myself, spending a lot of time by myself. And I was getting along fine, but I felt like something was missing. 
And something was changed, particularly in the, the past six months when I came back to Dubai. When I came back here, I was like, right, I need to sort out my network. Like, I need mm-hmm. to start, I need to find more people like me or people who are above me because they're the ones that, are, you know, they're going to motivate me. I'm going to learn from them. And it's just good to have, you need to have guy time. But Definitely. It, but it helps if you're having guy time with a load of guys who are smashing life, not yeah. a load of guys who are getting on the sesh every day. Even though it's funny to do every now and then. Well, we, yeah, <laughs> you know, we, we, do like, we do like the sesh, bro. But every, <laughs> we, yeah, everyone's on their own journey, bro. Yeah. But building something together is so much better. Yeah. Like I, 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 can, I can tell, I, I get where you're coming from. I think you've done quite a lot on your own. But in order for you to level up, like that's what I was saying, like you need people pushing you. Yeah. You don't want to be pushing everyone else. I've kind of done the same. I, I, I've always felt like I was pushing myself. But that's why when you team up with someone, it's so much better. Yeah. Like when you're a team, you basically can compete against each other as well. Yeah. Like a brotherhood again. Um, and if you're not surrounding yourself with those types of people, you get distracted. You end up going out more. You end up eating more shit food. You end up end up talking about certain things that really you don't want to be talking yeah, about. Boring shit. I mean, I was in the sauna the other night, bro. Oh, I was just listening to this guy talking about how he used to see four women at once in Dubai. I was just like, he oh, got tits. Yeah. <laughs> was he was talking to you. Yeah, mate. I was just literally like, I don't care, bro. Shut up. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like looking at him like, why are you telling me this? Yeah. Bro? Like, that's the level of shit they're talking about. You know what I mean? I'm building businesses. You're there talking about how you fucking shagging four girls. Shut the fuck up, <laughs> idiot. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> fucking, oh. you know what I'm saying? Like, imagine being around that. Like, yeah. just, just, and we've had the conversation in it about like, people wasting time on ladies mm. you like you like the ladies but like you've got to be disciplined man if you yeah. want to if you want to if you want to achieve what you want to achieve yeah. like waking up and having loads of sex and good food and then going chilling on the beach like it's great it's it's fucking fantastic yeah, it is you're gonna get much done though <laughs> it ain't no you're not gonna do anything are you you like you've got to restrain yourself from that if you want to build something and like, I, I struggle me, man. Like if I see a girl and I start, we start getting into it, like I, I really enjoy it. But then I'm like, oh no, I need to work. <laughs> but that, you could argue that that is, you need, that can be unhealthy though. You, yeah, you, you, you don't want to completely deprive yourself of some of the, the pleasures of yeah, life. Yeah. Exactly. But you're right. It's, so distracting. Like I look back at the past, man, I don't know. I think like when I got to the age of 28, like after that breakup, when I turned 28, like I've spent a lot of time with women. Mm. And I think it's been good because I feel like I'm much, I'm very good with women. I understand mm. women. But I think, hmm, maybe if I'd halved that amount of time that I've been spending with women, I would be here. I'd be much further ahead. Mm. Instead, I'm kind of like, oh, I still think I'm doing all right, but I think, ah. I think you're doing all right, but it, it could it, be it, better. There's levels. <laughs> and it, it's that's why now when I, if I'm dating or I'm with someone, 
I only have time for smart uh, dating smart girls now. Mm. I want to be dating someone who's gonna like mentally stimulate me, support me, give me ideas. Now you're talking, bro. Yeah, now I'm going <laughs> like th- those those women. Like I've dated some girls who they're genuinely smarter than me. They're more intelligent than me. It's good, man. Yeah, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, I I have to actually level up. Exactly, because bro. I need to. I need to sort of be be on their level, and I, ideally, I want to be a level above character. them. But it's like, holy shit! Like we need that, bro. Yeah, we don't we don't need someone who we can walk all over. And but I know, just... like this is a, this is a thing in like the 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 a lot of the red pill community. They <sighs> like being with submissive women who nah. just say yes, yes, okay, yes, I'll do anything, I'll shut up. Like, I I, personally, I hate that, bro. I don't like that's, that. That's a nightmare. Yeah. That's my nightmare. Couldn't think of anything worse. Yeah. Like I need to be mentally stimulated. <laughs> like I do, bro. Like emotionally, like I'm so attracted to someone if like they get me and they're on that level compared to just a big ass and nice tease. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's true though, bro. Maybe for a one night stand, but like that's the type of like that's the type of shit that's real, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, finding someone like that and spending good quality time with someone um, and just having good crack, like... Yeah. Need a bit of fun as well, though. Yeah. It's it's difficult to find it is, a woman that's the full package, but they're out there, though. Are we the full package, though? <laughs> I think I... I don't know. I, I still think I've got a lot to work on. I've got... I'm getting there. Plenty, <laughs> I've got plenty to work on. But have you have you noticed, so over the past, let's say, for example, two years, you've noticeably got more jacks, you've got more good-looking, mm. your following has grown. Mm. So you've no doubt been getting more attention, more temptation. How you how you dealt with that? Um... <laughs> I like it. I do like it. Don't get me wrong. Like when you get girls like coming up to you, looking at you when you're in a bar, it's great, isn't it? Mm. Um, and like for a, for a one night stand and like texting after, like I don't really, I kind of I don't think it's me, bro, mm. because it affects me mentally after. Because I think one person usually likes someone more than the other, vice versa. And like the way I am and the way I think, I'm just like, oh, like, fuck, like I'm getting feelings for this person, but like they don't want anything more. Oh, really? Or maybe vice versa. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like I met met a chick in Bali and she was a little bit older than me. She was just mentally so intelligent and emotional that I just loved it. And then... Was she a bit of a free spirit though? Yeah. Uh, she's she's amazing. But, like, I just, I want to travel, bro. Yeah. I feel like I need to be alone on what I'm doing at the moment, especially what I've gone through with Will. Don't want anyone to just comfort me. Yeah. And I can easily yes. go to that. Get soft get soft it's like is this real Mm. is this relationship truly what i need right now do i really truly want to be with her or is it my 
my emotions, mm. getting the better, better of me from comfort. How old are you now? 27. 27, yeah. Still young. We're yeah. both young, bro. I'll be 33 this year, though. Oh, big party then, man. <laughs> hey, let's go. Yeah, speaking of parties, <laughs> we've uh, you spent... You spent the past two summers in Ibiza. Spent a lot of time in Ibiza, man. Yeah. I remember the first time I met you. I did, you did you reach out to Louis or did Louis reach out to you? I don't know. I don't know. Because no, no, you maybe you were doing the running. He was getting into running. So maybe he'd seen you running. It was something to do with running. I think yeah, was running. I went on a run. Yeah. 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 Man, you were a different person then. Wow, bro. You've got to re- got to <laughs> evolve, man. Yeah. You've got to do the work. Yeah. Like if, like that's that's one of that's what we're saying, isn't it? Like if you want to be that person, you have to kind yeah. of change. You have to develop. Yeah. Maybe you have to get a little bit more jacked. Maybe you oh. have to get fit. You have to become the person who people look up to and admire. I I, I remember in my early early twenties, I was so frustrated with my even in my teenage years as well because there was. I knew the person that I wanted to be, yeah. But I, I was holding myself back, and I think the the biggest thing was just that lack of confidence and my inability to communicate and just have the confidence to speak to people. But I guess when I was in my early twenties, I, I felt like I didn't really have much to say. I hadn't really lived life, so I'd felt like I was a nobody. But then as I as I worked hard, focusing on myself and my business, Confident. I just I was like, okay, okay, this is no, no, this is me. This is what I do. And then all of a sudden, you start to become this interesting character who has stories to tell. And whether that be from traveling or just starting a business, failing at a business, starting another one, meeting people, going through a breakup, you just oh, as a man, you just get. You develop, you become harder, more mm. experienced, wiser. Mm. What, uh, <laughs> what, what would you say is your biggest takeaway from living in Ibiza? <laughs> would you go back to live there? Yeah, it's it's just so f- fucking cool, man. <laughs> it's just wild, isn't it? Like, uh, like here, it's. Like conservative, very conservative. Mm. I think you need a bit of both. Yeah. I like the wildness. Yeah. I like people who just are living a completely different life, mm. where their fun is completely different to my fun. And you learn a lot, and you develop, and you stop judging there's fucking no, people. There's no judgment in Ibiza. Oh, we can be whoever we want. Yeah. We can do whatever we want with our people. Just going. What are you doing? Like. The reason why <laughs> the reason why I love it is because you literally get all sorts of people yeah. just in one place. You'll get maybe maybe there's a billionaire there. Yeah. Maybe there's a full on hippie there. Maybe there's a teenager there. Maybe there's people like us there. Maybe, you know, there's all sorts of people all mingling. No one's judging. Everyone's having a good time. Everybody who goes to that island wants to have a good time. Yeah, man. And that's why the vibe is so sick. Like I, it will always be one of my favorite places to go to, but uh, it's a, it's a difficult one to live there. Yeah, unless you, I'm so disciplined this, though, yeah. bro, as well. Like I'm super on it. Like I rarely drink and stuff mm. like that. But even me, 
with the dedication can get distracted there. Yeah. Especially with some of the friends we know there. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> Louis, Louis is going to be watching this right now. Oh, shout big, out to Louis. Big shout out to Louis. Love you, brother. <laughs> One of the he- heaviest summers of his life last year. <laughs> We've seen a different beast. <laughs> yeah, but this is it though, man. Like I want to I wanna live my life and experience different things. Mm. And living in Ibiza or going to uh, different, a different country every couple of months is so f- thrilling and fills me up so much and you learn and develop that there's so much to do in the world and so much to see that I think you're such a good advocate advocate for it. Mm. You, you're well-traveled. I'm well-traveled. I went traveling for six months when I was younger, backpacking. People need to do it. They need yeah. to put themselves out there and just do it and maybe take a pay cut. You'll find a way to make money. Mm-hmm. Don't regret it. Like, don't settle down. Have a few kids and get a dog. Yeah, you, you're in, you're just, no just, way you're going to be able to do it. It's time for that. It's yeah. time for that. I'm not dishing anyone who does that. Yeah. But I think there's this, yeah, let's have some fun, man. Let's stop yeah. taking life too seriously. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm a different person now from going through what I've gone through. Like that's probably another reason why I'm kind of the way I am now. I live life on the edge. Mm-hmm. and I want to experience as much as I can experience before I die every day, just a, a fruitful life. And that may be going to Ibiza or going to Bali for four months. Mm. Very quickly, guys, I just want to ask you a quick question. Are you taking supplements? And if you are, do you have any idea if you're taking the right supplements in the right amounts? You see, the more that I discovered about the importance of micronutrient supplementation and the adverse health effects of micronutrient deficiencies, I would constantly ask myself the same thing. I would go into supplement stores, load up on bottles of micronutrients and pop pills daily without really knowing if they were doing me any good or not. That's when I decided to try out Bionic. Since 2021, I've been getting my blood work done with them every three to four months. Once the blood test has been analyzed, they would put together a customized micronutrient formula tailored specifically for me. And this would last me for three to four months until I got my blood work done again. And since then, I've honestly never looked back. If you are also serious about performing at your best, preventing development of diseases and maximizing your overall health and well-being, I highly recommend you give it a try. And they've recently introduced Bionic Go, which is a fraction of the price where all you need to do is just fill in a questionnaire online without the need of a blood test. If you want to find out more, or give them a try, head over to bionic.com, but you can use my exclusive referral code BQMikeThurston for a discount on your first order. Let's get back to the episode. I see I see some people who, I respect them, they're doing tremendously well in business, mm. but I would not, even if they're worth like 100 mil, no way I would trade my life for theirs. No. Because all they do, they're just nonstop work, nonstop work, nonstop work. I'm like, no. Nah. You need to, some of the the fondest experiences I have had have been either traveling or just being with the lads. Yeah, man. Just some funny, <laughs> funny stories with the lads. Like even that, you were there, we went to that house party and I dabbled a little too much into a particular substance and I was fucking out. I went to another planet. 
Oh my and you god! Had to, you literally had to rescue me from this villa party. I, I just literally crumpled. Man, you know what? Like, but it was that, like people judge, don't you? Yeah. Like people judge so much, so much. Like, oh god, Mike's done this. This happened to Mike. Like, what are you on about? Like, you crack on with your life, mate. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Maybe once in a in a blue moon, he's experimented with something. Like, what are you up to behind the scenes? Do you know I mean, people who judge people so badly, they've never gone through anything, mate. Mm. They've not suffered. They've not got... <sighs> I think just... the, the good thing is, I, I, I don't feel like I've ever been judged because I've been very open about my life. Mm. Like, I've spent the summer in Ibiza. So, of course, I partied a little bit experimented a little bit but it was fucking very interesting and i'm glad i had those experiences i would never change it for the world wow do you know what i mean like it's so funny like the situations you i've got myself into <laughs> oh my word just wild the parties we've been to it's like it's not for everyone but no. you know what don't knock anyone else's life mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so take every day as it comes let's enjoy it let's have some fun whatever your fun is go and skydive no mm -hmm. i think when go and skydive when, when you're in a <laughs> if you do too much of the in, the enjoyment side of things but you've not earned it yeah that's when i was feeling ah something's not right like i don't feel like i should be here like i, I don't deserve this i need to get back on the grind but when i've gone through a period of smashing my goals and doing what I need to do, then, okay, I might go off the map for a week and enjoy myself and then I'll come back. But I think like certain people we know, like, like <laughs> Louis, Louis, Louis likes to enjoy himself before doing the work. And I keep telling him, like, just do the work first, then you can enjoy yourself. Well, you're only trying to help him out, bro. Oh. It's probably a good thing you brought that up because I think he knows that. Mm. He's intelligent. He knows. Um, and I think if you know that maybe someone could potentially be going down a different path than their truest potential and you telling them being straight is a gift, isn't it? Just to make them think a little bit differently about it. But I love the grind. Yeah. Nothing better for me to do a horrible workout in the morning. And then like last night, I was up till late. Like Those are the days that you've earned. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? When you tested, when you pushed. Um, if you push yourself, like within personal development, business, the gym, I feel like that's kind of allowed me to be able to deal with certain things that I've been through a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. So, but sitting on a beach with pina coladas with a chick next to you for the rest of your life, <laughs> maybe good for a weekend or two here and there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it's, 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 it's not yeah. the goal, man. The goal's about building yeah. shit. Anyway, I was in, I was in Maldives for three or four days. I was like, okay, that's enough. Back to work. I only really need a couple of days off. If I need days off, but I, I think I've realized now at this age, I actually like, I like the grind. Like you said, I like doing things like this, going out, making a video, doing a podcast, doing a mastermind, 
That's a great Building bro. something. It's hard. Yeah. You only, I only feel good when I'm building or when mm. I'm moving. Of course, now and again, you take a little bit of time off here and there. But what makes me most fulfilled is the grind and building and making an impact and knowing that I am making a positive change and you're moving forward towards your goals, whatever that may be. Um, that's what. And you know what? It's not about us. Mm. Like the people who you're impacting now, well, have been doing like that's ballsy like it takes a good man to keep on that path and to keep moving forward and like you've got to anyone's got to respect that because it's hard um you committed to it like i've committed to it and there's no going back we've committed to this for the rest yeah. of our lives so we've got to grow yeah. and it could be it's sometimes you might question yourself fucking hell this is hard this is tough i've got to do this but it's for the great good like people need role models people need someone like you to be of influence in a positive way and you're going to continue to delve deep within yourself within your mind and get better Mm-hmm. and do that because you've got that growth mindset because the people who are going to be the same age as you when, when you're 60 they're the ones who have children and you're going to be impacting them how mad is that so f- for my business going back to that i'm thinking about a lifetime client thinking about this person who comes on make or break the business i want this person to be with me and the team for the rest of their life. And I'll try my best to make a positive impact on them, knowing that maybe one day they'll come to me for something else that I set up. So looking after your staff, looking after your, your, your team, your clients is number one. Like I love nothing better than paying my guys well, knowing that they can afford things that they couldn't afford. Maybe they're taking their mom out for dinner Maybe they're going away traveling. Some of them are going to Dubai. They're, they're moving, they're just coming to Dubai for a few weeks, going to Marbella, going to Bali. Like if you can step up and do that and you have the confidence and belief in yourself, like me, like you, then fucking do it. <laughs> People need to be led. So if you have the confidence, just like, why not you? If someone's going to do it, why not you? Where's uh, where's next on the list after Dubai for you? Where are you going to go? <laughs> I wanted to go on a little wild trip. To <laughs> maybe by myself, maybe like Brazil. Oh yeah, Rio de Janeiro, that could be cool. Yeah, um, completely different than this. And you know why? Because I've earned it. Mm. I've finally like nearly set the well set the business up here and the bank account, and that's been on my mind for like two years. Like I'm here to look after my team, look after myself, set businesses up in different countries, just in case shit does yeah. go downhill. Um, but I want to, I want to do something like just take some time off, man. Because yeah. you're just working all the time every day, even though there's so much to offer here. I feel like it's intense as well. Yeah, it is pretty intense here, man. D- D- Dubai is definitely good, but you. You need to have that break from it. It's like it's not the real world. It's a little bubble here. And I think you do yeah. need to get out there and see some different places. South mm. America would be good. 
I want to go on a trip with you, bro. Yeah. We need to go on a trip. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Without the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> Get Louie on it as well. Yeah. yeah. Wait, I'm down for that. That's do something this I summer. actually want to do it. I want to do something like just with the lads, man. Yeah. Like how many times are we going to do it? Yeah, just a fucking sick experience. Yeah. Like I would love to go in the jungle, me, mate. Yeah. I'll go to Kenya. Um, Oh. let's make the most out of it yeah and they go to Ibiza as well yeah. we'll be there oh yeah there'll be people probably watching this podcast that will come up to me saying oh I remember that podcast <laughs> talking about Ibiza <laughs> what you guys been up to <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah man man that's class where uh, can people find you on social media uh nowhere <laughs> <laughs> just George Armstrong on Instagram business is physique academy but if anyone does need help seriously then you know where to find us come and reach out yeah awesome man lots of love we'll help you out Appreciate it, bro.